Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are floating through Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Kestra Dorowski. And today we are joined by Crystal Beth from The Fifth Element. Hi! I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited to talk about this movie. Returning guest from our times on Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. I made it back. Thank goodness. Today we are discussing... Minute number 31, which begins with Sebastian singing, As Off Through the Waves They Roll, and it ends with Sebastian singing, The Bass Play the Brass, and we see the bass playing the brass. <laughs> Minute 31 of The Little Mermaid features Sebastian continuing to sing about how life under the sea is amazing, and other sea creatures joining in the performance. Welcome back, Crystal Beth. Thank you for having me. Uh, the last time we had you on... You were here for a song sequence of lots of little critters and animals doing a bunch of <laughs> not critterly things. And this time we have you on for a song with a bunch of critters and animals doing not critterly things. It's true. I've got a thing now, I think. Yeah. So we're going to have to try to find the most like animals or something doing things that you wouldn't expect them to do. Like I'm thinking maybe for... When we get to Beauty and the Beast in the future, like I guess that would be for Be Our Guest. Be Our Guest. Yeah. yeah. The, when you said that, that was the first song that came into my head. I was like, well, I definitely know that that one's good. But, yeah. But our next yeah. film is 101 Dalmatians. Which is light on songs anyway. It's light on songs and then oh, like, the dogs are being dogs. Yeah, but you, you could still join us for a bunch of puppies doing not exactly puppy things. Right. <laughs> Watching <So>. TV. <laughs> oh, that's going to be so that's cute. the cutest scene ever. <laughs> what is, is there a song for 101 Dalmatians? I know we're talking about Little Mermaid, but I'm racking my brain I and I think can't. just Corella DeVille. Corella yeah. DeVille. That's I think that's right. it. Huh. How'd they there get might away be with that? Something <laughs> else, but like not like a song. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of musical interludes. And I mean, in the, in the, uh, what we're calling the dark era, they're very light on musicals. It's more like films that have a couple songs in it. Um, it, whereas they got back to really the musical structure with Little Mermaid. Well, I'm glad they picked themselves up and brought them back to they brought themselves back to what they're good at. Yes, the Renaissance, which is music like, okay, I can do sing forever. <laughs> this music is so good. We talked about it. We had like ten seconds of it last week, and we talked about it. And then as Kester and I were preparing, we watched those. 10 seconds again and wrote down a ton of notes so we are covering all of under the sea in this week we are yeah. talking about the whole thing it's so good it's it's great we're we're excited yeah this is awesome i start that's the best thing about doing movies by minutes it's i'll see movies that i haven't seen in a really long time and i started watching this minute by minute and as soon as i started playing the song john came running in from the kitchen and like cuddled up next to me and he's like are we watching little mermaid and I was like, do you want to watch The Little Mermaid? And I was like, I just have to watch my minutes. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, you can watch it if you want. So we ended up just streaming it and watching it online. <laughs> it's, it's addicting. Yeah. It, and this song in particular is just 
so captivating because it's not like anything else you really hear anywhere and you just immediately feel it and it's infectious with the rhythm and the joy and you just you want to move with this song yep it's very true which makes the end all that better um so the the things i want to cover specifically that were in the last minute that we didn't cover because we were running long anyway uh Sebastian has a line at the beginning and he says the seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. And <laughs> I'm like, that's such like a cute differentiation from like the grass is always greener. Uh, right. Quote. And it's, like, yeah. it's like the seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. like, wow, you guys just went for that. And you just like stuck it at the front of this song and it's fantastic. So yeah. kudos for writing those lines and like, Saying it's like, we're going to do this kind of song, but we got to make sure that it's got enough, like, fish themes. What's a fish yeah. thing? Instead of the grass is greener. The seaweed. But and it's it just not sets- heavy handed either. Like, you don't, no. you don't hear that. And you're not like, oh, all right. You hear it and you're like, yeah, that's something they'd say. That was That's what a fish would think. Yeah. And they, I mean, this song is just so full of basically fish puns. For the rest of the song. That's practically what it is. Yeah. Um, it and is. this is kind of setting the stage for that. My other big note is Sebastian pantomiming. Oh my goodness. Like his, his dancing <laughs> is so great. But then uh. he, it, it's in it's in last week's last minute, but he settles on Ariel's tail to sing some of the stuff. And he says, out on the shore, they work all day. And he's like doing like this pushing thing. And then he pantomimes like wiping the sweat off his brow. He's like, oh, uh. off in the sun, they slave away. And he's, like, so dramatic, but it's so good. And we were talking a little bit last week. Like, how did they do that? Because he's a crab. Like, they can't really base that off human actions because his proportions aren't quite right. So I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they did it either. But uh, also, we were talking a little bit, you and and I, um, Mm -hmm. off off mic. Yeah, Um, we we talk about this for, like, 50, 50 hours for the podcast. And then we also talk about it. The rest of the time. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, but we were talking about how, how like, most fish, they don't go up to the surface and they don't... Like, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know how humans are and, and everything. But Sebastian is a crab. And crabs go up to the surface to do stuff. So, because the way... The way he does, like, this wiping up the brow and the and knowing about the sun and everything, other fish wouldn't know about that. I always kind of took it for granted as a kid, but it was like, oh, yeah, like, a crab can sing this and, like, flounder can't not. Yes. So. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, um, I, I wish that I had seen this as an adult. I mean, I don't, but as a kid, I watched this and I, I just took it as what that is. Be like, yeah, that's the fish, the fish do that. Yeah, the cra- a crab would know to do that. And as an adult, I'd be like, yeah, how does that crab know how people work? Plus, they, they don't spend that much time on sand. And when they do, they get attacked by seagulls and usually die. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's odd. Also, like he's like the least crab-looking crab ever. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a Definitely. crab I'd be afraid of. I grew up on the <laughs> beach, and I've been bit by my fair share of crabs, and they're never cute. Ugh. Crabs and- are, are kind of like a, a weird-looking critter. Yeah. But yeah. Sebastian, I mean, at the end of the credits in Moana Tom Matoa is still on his <laughs> he's back he's talking about Sebastian and he's talking about Sebastian and he's like 
If I had a Jamaican accent and I was named Sebastian, named Sebastian you would help me. You know you would. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, so I would. Because <laughs> Sebastian is amazing. I just um, saw, I just oh. watched that the other day. So I'm really glad I was able to get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, before I forget, I don't think we've done a good job of asking people this, but Crystal Beth, what is your background with The Little Mermaid? Uh, Little Mermaid was the first movie I saw in the theater with my mom. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So I saw, no, with my dad, because I saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit with my mom and Little Mermaid with my dad. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. Not that that matters, but um, I remember seeing it and I loved her sparkly dress at the end. And I'm sure every other little girl in the world just used to sit on the shore and let the waves crash over her and be like, I'm a mermaid. <laughs> and I wasn't a mermaid. I'm a human, unfortunately. <laughs> but I used to just be Ariel all the time. I'd flip my hair over. So I had that awesome seashell floofy hair that she has. <laughs> and I went to daycare with a little girl who had red hair. And she'd be like, no, I'm Ariel. Look at my hair. And I'd be like, I want to be Ariel. So I'd always end up being Flounder, like some other side character, because I'm a weak uh, person that's never going to push for what I want. (laughs) It ended up being sad. It is kind of sad. But you know what? I can be Ariel anytime I want now. I'll fill up my tub and I will just lay there, Mm -hmm. put my feet together and swim around in the water. And oh, my gosh, (laughs) I... I miss how simple that was in life. <laughs> I was like, I want to be Ariel. And that was the problem. <laughs> that was the biggest problem in my life. <laughs> oh, youth. Andrew, but it, it's beautiful. You, you, you and I are, are, are very young in comparison to everyone else that we've talked to about their I mean, experiences. We're, we're not like, we're not that young. Right. But they, they are all like, we saw it in theaters. We, I mean, we that's saw only a few years up. away from us being able to do but, that. It's, it's a rapid uh, transition from being able to remember uh, seeing it were... in the theater. And, and I mean, I, I remember seeing Lion King in the theater, and that was right. just a couple years after this. So it's, yeah. we're not, we're not I, that young. I know, young. but neither of us were born yet. Four. Yeah, so that's about when I saw Lion King. I was about four. Yeah, so Lion I was King, four. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> yeah, Kestra's, Kestra's uh, like four. I'm going to go. I was born like six months later after Lion King. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, uh, so you brought the good into the life after the how sad that movie made everyone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I'll be excited um, for that one. I noted that it's interesting in this sequence to have Ariel, who's like the main character, animated sort of as the background character. Like this is featuring Sebastian. But they keep doing cutaways to Ariel, whereas the last song we had was Part of Your World, which was Ariel's song with cutaways to Sebastian. And so they've reversed that and balanced it out. Yeah. And it, it But it's odd to see the main character being, like, the background feature. But I think... Sebast- oh, no, go ahead. I'll go, I'll go after. S- Sebastian, he is so small, and Ariel's a mermaid. Ma- yeah, much she's, bigger. she's, she's <laughs> human and, size. And she's... And he's... She's like looking up at the at the the surface. surface Which how close are they to the surface? I don't like, know. can she actually see it? I don't know, but she's looking around, and he's just he's trying to catch her attention. He keeps like he's like grabbing her chin and it's like, hey, no, look at me! I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm giving you like a philosophical lecture 
about being happy where you are. But also, I'm doing this fantastic musical and dance performance. So pay attention, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, that's one thing I think this movie does really well. Um, Ariel's a really good princess. She is so nice and sweet, and they do a really good job of making her f- uh, look like she supports her friends, I guess. And that's what you're talking about with how they kind of give her a back uh, the back seat for a little bit. I really enjoy that because usually they have someone like dancing with them and being a huge part of it. But I like how they don't do that because it shows that, number one, most of the time she listens to her friends. And number two, you don't need to just have the main character and everything, which I think sometimes they do a lot in musicals now where the main character has to be a big part of everything. But I like that they don't do that. Yeah. And it is. But they're also taking this as an opportunity to flesh out her character quite a bit because she's distracted from this mm-hmm. song and she's not focused on being under the sea. She's focused on being on land, which I, before we started this, I was thinking like, Oh, is Ariel kind of a weak character? I mean, like she loses her voice halfway through. So her ability to communicate is diminished, but I think they're through the animation, they're conveying a lot of her personality and what her focus is, her motivations and, and all of that. And this, even this song where she's the background, you still see that she's like, ah, I'm kind of like, I'm here, but I'm not here. I'm not focused mm-hmm. on what he's saying. And it's because she's distracted by things we know she is interested in human things and, and the surface and, and Eric and, and all that. So you can see how that distraction takes shape in her, uh, even if she's not expressing it verbally. So I think she is a, a well-developed character, maybe not the strongest character um, or, or the best character in the way she handles everything, but yeah. I think child. her character, yeah, her characteristics are there. Um, mm-hmm. They're present. It's not like she was underworked. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I like um, it. I have, <laughs> I have a note about Under the Sea it's, itself. Okay, overall. About the, the, the song. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, we should ask Crystal, Crystal Beth because she's coming into this blind. So Little Mermaid has like four big songs and two of them were nominated for Academy Awards. Which two do you think they were? Uh, I know Under the Sea was nominated because it won. Oh, spoiler. Kestra was going to spoil that for oh, us. Oh, no. She's been, she's been keeping it a secret. It's no, okay. it's okay. She was keeping oh. it a secret until <laughs> today, I'm guessing, yeah. was when she was going to reveal it. But she hasn't told me oh. what, what won the Academy Award for uh, Best Original Song. Uh, I have my hands like up against my head right now. I feel terrible. I'm like, oh no, no. Don't feel bad for knowing your stuff. It's it's okay. Um, Yeah. So there were two that were nominated for both the Golden Globes and the Oscars. She's only revealing it as we get to each song. So when we talked about part of your world, uh, she said that it was in fact not nominated for anything. Which yeah. is crazy to me that part of your world didn't get the nomination. But okay, yeah. so Under the Sea was nominated and won. And then there's one other that was nominated, and she won't tell me that until we get to each of those songs and find out. Well, I'm not going to say anything then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Under the Sea won the Academy Award in that year for yes. Best Original Song. Yes. All right. For both the Oscar and the Golden Globe. That... That tracks. I think it deserves it. Yes. Definitely. I mean, I think all four of the songs that could be nominated for this one probably deserve it, but yeah. I'm okay with this one. Yeah. The can I, I, Am I allowed to say what one it's not? 
uh, which, which, oh, which song, song was it nominated? Was not. Because it's my favorite oh, it's one. Gonna, it's going to spoil, but oh, should we just reveal it all now, Kestra? No, don't. Don't ruin, don't ruin Kestra's thing. I can keep my mouth okay. shut because I'm good at secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Sebastian, but that's later. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Which, by the way, I know we're not talking about that minute, but it is so funny. Sebastian is one of my favorite characters. Of in, all time. Yeah, like, he's such a fantastic animated character in this movie. I, but I also really love Flounder and Scuttle and, and Ariel. I mean, Eric... Oh, God. I, I, Eric, Eric doesn't mean that much to me. He doesn't seem to have as much substance. But, like, they did a lot of really great characters. And it feels like a team in this one instead of, like, a set of sidekicks. Like it would feel in yes. uh, future Disney movies. Yes. But Under the Sea, it, so we've talked about it before, how Howard Ashman, the lyricist, and Alan Menken, the composer, they both wanted it to have more of a contemporary feel, even though it's a fairy tale. And that they were, and Alan Menken on the, on the audio commentary on our Blu-ray disc, mm-hmm. ha- was talking about how it, it was hard to get, to get this contemporary like song feel in in their movies without taking away from the fairy tale aspect of it. You know what they really needed was for Hamilton to already exist so they could say, <laughs> "Oh, historical and contemporary." We'll just mix it all together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's some similarities there. Yes. But anyway. Uh but they they really wanted this con- this uh calypso kind of song especially for Sebastian, Sebastian. Uh, and uh, they wrote Under the Sea they first started writing it at Alan Minkin's farm in Pennsylvania I don't think you can write this like at a Pennsylvania the farm opposite of where you should be writing this they should have been on a beach somewhere <laughs> please tell me they left that and went to a beach in like yeah. Trinidad and Tobago and like no, okay I wish oh, I wish man. but then they finished it at the Burbank Studios and well it's a little bit better I yeah, guess yes and the they had all these fish uh, referenced in in the song doing mm-hmm. things which we'll talk about that mostly tomorrow I think yes but the the John Musker and Ron Clements, the writers and directors, wanted the animators to animate these fish into these, it. These fish this into it. This is a hard it. task. And then when they went back to go, uh, like score the whole song and everything, mm-hmm. and and then record the song, John Clements and and or. <laughs> John, John Musker, Musker and, and Ron, Ron Clements, Clements. they <laughs> wanted. We get, can we just say uh, John, John and Ron? John and Ron. Yeah. At this we'll point, John and pe- Ron. People know who we're talking about. John and Ron. They, they, uh, they wanted the score and the orchestration to reflect the instruments. Reflect the instruments. So the so this really complex, intense song was then made more complex by the animations. Which, in turn, they said, oh, and now that we've got these animations of fish playing instruments, can you put those instruments in when they're on screen? <laughs> and make it and make it fit this calypso music that you've composed for it. Yeah. yeah. That's, oh, no wonder. Okay, because this, this whole song feels 
cacophonous and overwhelming with all of the visual stimuli and the musical sounds and everything. Like it is hard to to stay on track with this whole song because there's so much coming at you. And I think that's why, because they said, hey, let's do this. Okay, and then let's also do this. It's like, we've already written a song, and now you want us to throw in extra instruments. Yeah. I mean, it was when they were, like, scoring the whole orchestration. Yeah. So they had, like, the basis of Yeah, they the, knew the melody and everything. And everything, but they needed the orchestration, and so they had to kind of change things as they went along. But going along with the fish, there are 12 known species of fish that are that are referenced named. in the song yes okay wow. and some of them are freshwater and some <gasps> are no. oh no that's a problem but oh well we, yeah. we love it anyway we're just gonna slide past that it's like uh it's like a mistake in an indiana jones film in the action it's like nobody's gonna notice that because you just caught up in it <laughs> yeah. we get caught up in this and it's like all right i don't yeah. care um are we going to jump into any of those fish now, or should we save all of those fish for tomorrow? Some of them are in now. Like, we have oysters right. here at the we, beginning. Yeah, well, we have the blue lobster at okay, the beginning. Okay, blue lobster. Let's let's hear about the blue lobster. <clears throat> He's not named, but he is here in the in the minute. He sings with Sebastian. Sebastian. And he seems to be friends with Sebastian. Yeah, they seem really yeah. happy to be together. It's like, oh, it's my buddy. Yeah. So, blue lobsters, there are an estimated one in two million lobsters that are blue. So, it's just, it's not like its own variety of lobsters. It's just like a, a possible characteristic of typical lobsters. It's a genetic mutation of some lobsters. Okay. I would like it uh, if my, if I had a blue mutation. I love blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we love blue too. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's our favorite color. <laughs> But, um, it's, it's based, it, there's a mutation in the protein of the lobster that causes it to be blue. Okay. And, but then when it's cooked, it turns red. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. It should be purple. They are. lobster should know better. (laughs) (laughs) They are very rare and they have been priced as high as. $500 $500 on eBay, $560 in a restaurant. Like, whoa. They are expensive. In a restaurant, once they've cooked it, it's not blue. They could be running that yeah. as a racket. It's I like, know. It's like, oh, do you, would you like the blue one? And they just take it out of the tank. And then, like, 45 minutes later, they just bring it back and put it back in the tank and they <laughs> sell it to someone else. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so funny. I could just picture and be like, just put it back in. We have all the blue lobsters today. It's like, it turns red when it's cooked. What if it doesn't actually turn red when it's cooked? That's just what the restaurants tell you, and someone put it on Wikipedia. Uh, do you know how you can tell the gender of a lobster? No. If we you aren't sea, lobster, sea folk. You... We, we don't no, spend time was... on beef as much. I, uh, both my dad and my stepdad were lobster and fishermen when I was growing up, so I know a lot about fish. It's really a perfect movie for me to talk about with you guys. Excellent. But, um, if you flip a lobster over and you, uh, uncurl its tail after it's cooked or when it's alive, just open it, because the tail open, you'll see the row of fins, and at the very top, there will be two tiny little flippers. And if they're soft with little hairs on the edge, it's a girl. And if they're hard and they look like bone feet, it's a... Man. Boy. Male. It's a male. A male fish. Male lobster. Huh. Huh. 
I look at okay. the gender of lobster whenever I'm going to eat one. No matter where I am, I will you pick just it up. Know. Yeah. And I'll be like, it's a boy. And people are like, I, we don't <laughs> care. We're about to eat this. And I'm like, it's okay. I'll let you know what yours is. And they're like, please don't tell me what gender the fish <laughs> animal I'm about to eat the crustacean is. Because <laughs> then, then you just like get all these emotions about like the fish you're was like, alive and it yeah. had, you know, you're, like. You identify with it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like, oh no, it had like. Like genetic identity. Yeah. Ooh. So I, my mom said to tell meat. me to know. Oh, sorry. What was that? It, it's so much easier when it's just meat. Yeah. <laughs> I worked at a seafood restaurant and uh, they used to tell me to not ask at the tables if people wanted to know what gender their lobster was. <laughs> I was like, why doesn't everyone want to know this? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but I understand the desire to not want to know this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think the other one we have is the oyster. Right. But before we, we, we've talked about the dolphin before. Yes, we did mention dolphins. However, I wanted to mention that it is very possible that this dolphin that enters and does like three or four flips, mm-hmm. he could be a cameo for the original oh, sidekick that was planned instead of flounder. It was, was going to be, what was the dolphin? Breaker. Breaker. Yes. So there oh. was going to be Breaker the dolphin instead of flounder the fish. And so this could be the cameo of Breaker's design. Yes. Uh, well, that would make much more sense for a further scene in the movie where I don't know if Flounder would be able to do what pull he does. The barrel? Yeah, Is it pull, exactly. pulling the barrel? Yeah, that's, that's a good call. As soon yeah. as you said that, I was like, oh, I bet it's that one because that one really doesn't make sense. Yeah. But for I a dolphin, that, I'm like, perfect sense. Nope, not possible. That fish could not carry a human. Yeah, but a Take. dolphin could. Shut the movie off. <laughs> uh, and and then before we get to the sea, the the oyster, which actually the oyster, I could not find any fun facts about. Oh, there's no fun facts about oysters. <laughs> I everything, know a fun fact. Everything fun we already know. <laughs> you, you know a fun fact? Yeah, oysters. You shouldn't eat them in a month that doesn't end in R. They're the best when they come from September, October, November, December. So that's the best oh. time to eat them raw. Okay. Oh, yeah, because that's when they're in season. Well, that's... That's cool. That's legitimately good to know. The only yeah. thing I know about oysters is, like, pearls. Pearls. That's yeah. all I got. I have a yeah. friend in Rhode Island that has an oyster farm. It's pretty cool. I always hear about oyster farms, and I always think it's, like... Like, I don't... I don't understand, because I'm not, like, a seafood person. Yeah. So I don't understand, like... What that means, like farming oysters? <laughs> you think they're like, like, do they do they have them lined up in rows, or uh, is it just they're out there of. and then you grab them? Yeah, you kind of have a uh, you like it's kind of poles where they grow on like strings and on boxes and stuff, and you just kind of cultivate oh. them from that. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They grow, it almost looks like uh, sausages, kind of, where they're like just hanging out and you just grow them and they live in their little homes and they get tended to very nicely and that's it. Huh. Okay. Um, but before before the oysters. Yeah. I don't think we're going to say anything else about oysters, but before the oysters show up. <laughs> show up, yes. The, there's the fish in the bubble. Oh, yes. Okay. I, I don't know what kind of fish he is. Yeah, we couldn't but, figure out what kind of fish he is. Also, but, why, when the bubble pops, why does he fall down <laughs> in the water? Like, this is, I don't understand the bubble physics lands here. lands on a 
like on a plate on a plate. I mean, that's just a visual thing, right? But it. But it definitely looks like a fish being served on the plate. Yes, but Sebastian pops the bubble, but uh, Ariel seems more interested. Well, not she seems more focused mm-hmm. when when Sebastian's singing about how the the fish in the bowl is lucky and everything. Uh huh. And she seems concerned, and she's like, "Oh." She's concerned Maybe, about this fish. She's concerned about the fish. And then... He, like, this is just, like, her her background animation is helping her character shine through. Yes. And then Sebastian says, But fish in the bowl is lucky. They in for a worser fate. When he says worser fate, he's over by Ariel. He gives her a wink. Yes, he winks at her. And then he does this, <laughs> like... The, the, like, momentum dance move. He, like, he basically, like, like, swings his legs across his body to, like, get more momentum when he goes back the other direction. <laughs> but his wink, I was like, what? They're in for a worser fate, wink. That's a weird time to wink. <laughs> But I think maybe he's just saying, like, look, this performance is about to get crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never noticed the wink. I just watched it. That's not not a, not the best time to wink. Yeah, I, I think I only noticed it, like, the fourth time we were watching it yesterday. <laughs> but then, like, it, also his, like, priming momentum step to, yeah. <laughs> to come across the screen. It's just, it's fantastic. And, like, I know what it looks like. When a dancer does it, but it seems so much more enjoyable seeing Sebastian kind of do this movement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, the way he uses, like, he swims through the water and then he kind of stands on the water. He does not care about standing or swimming. No, that's... He will do it anywhere. That's one thing that I do enjoy about this is just watching the animation and wondering if it was easier or harder for the animators to make everyone look like they were floating around and swimming. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I I guess with all animation, there's always challenges. Right. So maybe that's all there is to it. It's like, yeah, there's yeah. challenges, so we get over it. Yeah. Right. They're like, oh, you're uh, paying us? Cool. We'll do whatever you want. <laughs> and then Ariel suddenly is distracted again and is lying the, on the, the rock. and She's, she's, she's playing, playing with playing the flowers, flowers. Which end up being seahorses. Sea I... Sorry. I uh, researched some stuff about seahorses, and I tried to find out if, if there's any with flower heads. Yes, the, the uh, maybe I, not really. Like, okay, some look like plants. Like they look like plants, but they don't have flower flower heads. heads. Okay, so I don't know, but there are fifty four known species of seahorses. And they are mainly found in tropical and warmer waters. Um, and they range in size from uh, 0.6 inches to 14 inches. So they can be... 14 inches is pretty big. Yes. That's yeah. A, that's a big seahorse. Yes. Yeah. I just got kind of weirded out. Cute little seahorses are one thing. I don't know if I want to see a big one. Well, yeah. Like, that's a... It's bigger than I would think for seahorses. And I would feel uncomfortable if I was, like, swimming and then I saw one that size. I'd be like, no. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Uh, But a lot of them, or the majority of them, swim very poorly. And they have... I mean, like, their posture and everything is like... 
I don't understand (laughs) how that developed. It's an unusual shape and everything. Well, these seahorses in the movie, they when we pause it at one moment, and it looks like one of their fins, which apparently doesn't really help them much. Because they don't swim good. They... Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's so <laughs> I need to say that one again. <laughs> Someone loves seahorses. <laughs> because they don't swim good. Right. They we paused at just the right moment and it looks like wings. And so, and so you're it like, like it's a pegasus. It's, it's, it's a sea pegasus. pegasus. <laughs> Which would be oh, great. That's true. Yes. But they do look a lot like sea pegasus I Pegasi? Pegas- I don't know pegasus, what the plural so. pegasus is. <laughs> But there is a so they they don't swim very well at all, and but there is and, and there's a a seahorse species called the dwarf seahorse, and so they're 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 small. They're okay. like the smallest seahorse, and they can uh, get a, to a top speed of five feet per hour. Oh my goodness, that's forever. Uh, I would not like that. That's too slow. I go five feet just like by being that tall. <laughs> but like they couldn't swim my length in an hour? Mm-mm. That's horrible. Yeah. So during storms and everything, oh, no, they, they, a lot of them end up dying because they can't. They can't go anywhere yeah. and they'll never make it back home. Mm-hmm. Oh no. That's so Why is sad. it so sad in here today? That's really sad. <laughs> and they mate for life. Okay. Oh no! And then they die in storms. What? <laughs> and uh, the a lot of people know this, but the males bear the young. They don't like gestate the kids. They like hold the eggs. Yes. Right. Okay. Because uh, it seahorse birth is a weird thing. It is weird. Like, yeah, so weird. The yeah, the whole reproductive cycle for seahorses unusual. Right, right. And as I was searching, I was trying to find seahorses in the Denmark area because that's where this is being mm-hmm. placed. And it could either be a short-snouted seahorse or a long-snouted seahorse. Okay. But not really. They don't look like those exactly. Right. So I think I, they would just go and like ah seahorses. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, I I tried. I tried to find you, the right yeah. species. You did the work. Oh gosh, um, I'm watching an animated GIF of seahorse birth, and it's just oh, every goodness. time I watch it, I'm like ugh. Uh, it's so weird. Yeah. They like shove them out. Like they flex all the muscles. They're like huh, huh, and it just like shoots out of their stomach. Yeah, because the. So I think, like, the female seahorse transfers the eggs to the male, who then, like, holds them inside until they're ready and hatched. And then they expel a ton of tiny, tiny baby seahorses. It's disturbing. Can we move on? Yes, please. In fact, (laughs) I'm not even sure if the description of seahorse birth is going to make it in. (laughs) (laughs) But then we get to the oyster. Which I like, we already talked I, about. I, 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 I searched. I couldn't find anything. I might have not searched hard enough. It was pretty late at night when we were doing you this. You did a lot of research for this week, so I do not feel like you've underdone your Okay, thanks. Your work. I felt I felt a little bad. Uh, I'm sure it will pay off tomorrow. Yeah. But he Sebastian finds a hook. He grabs like a bunch of hooks. 
somehow, <laughs> somewhere. And it sticks them in the oyster. And the oyster has eyes, which I never noticed before. Mm-mm. And then the oyster... Spits them out. Spits them out. And you see the, the, the sea snails. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find any good facts about sea snails either. That's okay. They're just a really great chorus line. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any facts about them either. Okay. Should we... The the last thing. Okay. Really we, quickly. I, I forget how much is packed into each of these minutes. I'm like, I'm sure everything else has got to be in tomorrow's minute. I mean, we we still... There's still like seven or six species or... In and, this minute? In this minute. But we're but saving that for tomorrow. We'll, we'll save it to, for tomorrow. Okay. Goodness. But... This song is so dense. <laughs> We were we were overwhelmed as we were watching this. We're we like, had to pause it like every five seconds uh, and write down yeah. notes. Um, but there's a moment where you see the band getting into place, mm-hmm. and there's there we we see this later. It's the carp playing the harp, mm-hmm. and the harp's <laughs> this orange fish that almost looks like an angel fish. But it the the harp ha- already has its strings lined up, and they look like plants that are like tied up but then the 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 look of it changes later oh i don't know i just wanted to mention probably different animators for interesting actual carp playing the harp moment all right should we should we call it a, a day for this one sure that's all we have for you today. We are part of Dueling Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at duelinggenre.com. There, you will also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all Dueling Genre productions. We are on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. Our guests can be found... You can find me on social media at the Crystal Beth, so Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to listen to my podcasts, you can do that on iTunes, and that's the Fifth Element it, and Unlimited Lives Radio, which is a video game podcast. Great. We also want to thank uh, the Seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say Seahorse. That's not minute. what that word is. <laughs> We also want to thank Star Wars Minute for starting this whole star um, minute by minute thing. thing. The phenomenon. Yes, we would not be here were it not for them, and it's it's great. We're we're glad to be here. Until next time, listeners. Thank you for making us part of your world. <laughs>